Hello, everyone, and welcome to Six Pack of Facts, a weekly way of expanding your brain, six refreshing facts at a time. My name is Alex, and this week, we're going tropical. Get ready for some sweet facts, some milky facts, and maybe even some refreshing beverage facts. It's time for pineapples and coconuts. For the pineapple, let's start off with the plant itself. It might only take a couple of minutes to fully chop up a pineapple, but that single fruit can take up to two years to fully mature to the point of being grocery ready. During that time, the pineapple grows gorgeous flowers that can range in color from lavender to red. Now, when a pineapple reaches your kitchen, it definitely looks like a single fruit, and of course we refer to it as such, but a pineapple is actually a group of berries that have grown together, also called a collective fruit, or, if you want to get really fancy, the infructescence, the collection of fruit, that comes from the inflorescence, the collection of flowers. Chomping into that sweet, sweet pineapple flesh is one of life's little joys, but that joy can bite back a little bit. Eating a bunch of pineapple can make your mouth sting or burn or itch or prickle, any number of uncomfortable sounding adjectives. And it's all thanks to a little enzymatic protein called bromelain. There are tons of types of enzymes, but bromelain falls into a category called protease. A protease enzyme breaks apart other proteins by slicing right through their amino acid chains. Unfortunately for our poor tongues, while we're eating pineapple at least, our mouths are full of protective mucus that contains a lot of proteins. The bromelain breaks down those protective proteins, exposing our mouths to the vicious acidity of the fruit. But never fear, there's a way to fight back against the slice and dice of the bromelain. Heat. Grilling and baking both render the bromelain ineffective through a process called denaturation. Heat breaks down the specific and purposeful structure of the protein into a shapeless lump of amino acids. In that form, they can't break down the protective proteins in our mouths. Inhaling an entire pineapple in its fresh state is common, right? But one of the most famous desserts made with the tropical fruit is pineapple upside down cake. The origin of the cake reaches back much further than the 1920s when the confection's name started to pop up in cookbooks. Before the advent of reliable ovens, cast iron skillets were used to cook cakes. For an extra sweet treat, bakers would line the bottom of the skillet with fruit before pouring in the batter and, after it was fully baked, flipping it over to reveal what was then the fruity top. But pineapple wasn't in the picture yet, as the canning of the fruit hadn't been adequately perfected for transportation. Fruits like cherries and apples were more commonly used instead. But when Jim Dole and his canning business burst onto the scene, that changed. In 1925, the Hawaiian Pineapple Company, now Dole Company, sponsored a contest calling for pineapple recipes. Apparently, 2,500 out of 60,000 recipes were for pineapple upside-down cake, and the Hawaiian Pineapple Company jumped on that popularity wave by releasing an ad highlighting the recipe. Bada-bing, bada-pineapple, the pineapple upside-down cake 
boomed. From the acidic prickliness of pineapples to nature's favorite bludgeoning tool, let's talk coconuts. First up, the name. Of course, coconuts have nothing to do with cocoa, and depending on who you ask, may or may not be nuts. Oh, botanists and your penchant for classification fun. The milky fruit actually got its name from Portuguese sailors in the 16th century. To sailors, the three tiny holes on the coconut's shell reminded them of a human face, so they named it coco, meaning head or skull. The word nut was added later, and seems to stem from several older sources referring to the coconut as the Great Nut of India. Coconuts aren't a superfood by any stretch, but they do have an incredible medical feather in their fruity cap. During World War II, medics in the Pacific Theater used coconut water IVs to replace the plasma of injured soldiers. That's amazing! And it's also not true. Do a quick search for coconut facts or coconut stories, and you'll come across plenty of claims of coconut water being almost identical to plasma. Now, there has been one documented case of a man receiving coconut water for a medical emergency in the Solomon Islands, but that's just one person, and doctors have plenty to say about the risks of the procedure. Coconut water isn't suitable for IV rehydration because it doesn't contain enough sodium to stay in the bloodstream. It also could cause elevated levels of potassium and calcium, which could lead to severe medical issues. So, enjoy your coconuts, enjoy your coconut water, just don't stick it in your veins, okay? We'll close out this episode with the combination of our two topics. The milky, sweet, sometimes maligned, pina colada. It's a simple cocktail. Rum, coconut cream, pineapple juice, ice, blend, boom. But its origins are disputed. Ramon Monchito Marrero, a bartender at the Caribe Hilton in San Juan, is often credited with the drink's creation. As the story goes, Marrero was commissioned to create a signature cocktail in 1954, and after spending three months developing the concoction, came up with the piña colada. Case closed! Except another bartender at the Caribe Hilton named Ricard Garcia claims he was the one who invented the blend during that same year. According to Garcia, a coconut shortage forced him to improvise, and the piña colada was the result. Case closed? Nope. Ramon Portas Mignot, another bartender at Barachina in Old San Juan, claims to have invented the true piña colada in 1963. There's even a plaque dedicated to the cocktail's creation at the restaurant. It doesn't seem like there's a clear-cut answer to the actual father of the piña colada, but it is Puerto Rico's national drink. And I'll cheers to that. There you have it. The sweet acidity of pineapple, the milky nuttiness of coconuts, and the alcoholic blend of both. I hope you're having an amazing summer so far that actually just recently started with the summer solstice. You can listen to that episode if you haven't already, please. Thank you. And until next time, as always... Stay thirsty. Can't get enough of these refreshing facts? There are three easy ways you can help support the show. If you're listening through Apple Podcasts, leave a quick review. 
Then, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Then, share the show with a friend. The more, the factier. Stay thirsty.